This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Men is up next, where we give you tips on what to do if you're swallowed by an anaconda. But first, listen to this other great OPI show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we pop the champagne as it's our 100th show and almost two-year anniversary with plenty of back-slapping congratulations and total BS. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me, Lou Costable, and our man in the field, Roger Rexrode, for this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. I like just sitting back now and listening to your sound effects. That's uh, okay. Did you did you know what that sound effect was? Uh, was it was it a guitar? <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> no idea what that is. It's oh, a car is that crash? Is it car? Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, <laughs> taking a shot at me. All right, so yes, this week uh, we had a, a little car crash in this uh, family. Our uh, our nice car is uh, is gone. <laughs> it may never come yeah. back. It's crunched. My my son Tommy, my oldest son, got into a little fender bender and is uh, he's fine, thank okay. God. He, Was it a car fuffle? <laughs> oh, get it, boy, that's real good. Um, and then you know what's great about it is like the next day. My son Sean was driving to his soccer practice in our minivan, which is our number two car, and that car died. And we mm-hmm. went to you know get a new battery for it because the battery died. And the uh, mm-hmm. guy putting in the battery said, "Yeah, how far are you away from here? Yeah, I don't know that this car is safe to be on the road ever again." <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Okay, so that car is dead. It's sitting in our driveway right now. Um, so we are uh, two gone. Then our best car now available is a 1996 white Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, which uh, we bought off a little old lady uh, who passed away a few years ago. And that is now our our best vehicle. Right. So if you're going to take the lady out on the town, you're driving to the fancy restaurant in the 1996, what is that, Cutlass Supreme? Is that what it yeah. is? What was it? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and <laughs> this is really embarrassing. It's embarrassing. If if I go somewhere with her now, uh, we both have to get out the passenger side because the door to the '96 Cutlass is broken. The the driver's side door, uh, so you have yeah. to climb in on the other side and scooch across. <laughs> hey, the next next time we meet a fancy author, bring that car. Okay, we'll both go. See, this is then, what I was saying, we... to Bridget. You know what? We got to get another car right away. What if what if I have to meet with an author? I can't show up in this Oldsmobile. They'll walk away right away. Yeah, but the minivan. Well, that uh, would have been okay. That was a demolition derby car as it was. the The one that's the heartbreaker is the uh, is the good car. Oh, by the way, you want to play a little game? Sure. 
You want to play uh, number of car accidents my sons have gotten into high low? Sure. Sure. All right, so I've got three ca- three three sons, sons. three cars. Yeah. Let's see uh, if you can guess how many ca- uh, car accidents these three boys have gotten into. Uh, okay. Well, I definitely think. Uh, AP and UPI has Tommy as the number one ranked. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. his, his career has been longer. Right. And he appears to be a little more absent-minded than the other two. <laughs> I think that's fair. So, I mean, I know that he hit a parked car a couple of times. Yeah. So I know that's two plus this one. Didn't he run a stop sign and yeah, run, smash something up? Ran over um, a stop sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I say Tommy has six under his belt. Uh, well, that guess is too high by five. one. By one, yes. <laughs> but I, okay, I was so saying five. for the, all three of them together. All right. Well, Sean, I'm thinking Sean doesn't have any. Johnny, two. So I'd say seven significant car wrecks. Uh, that number is too low. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, eight? Too low. Nine. Too low. Holy, so Johnny and Sean are really picking up the slack here. Oh, there's a definite uh, fight for uh, (laughs) supremacy. But yeah, that's the number. Double digits. Wow. Um, So do you, um, so what's the next plan? I mean, where are you? I, did you get your eye on a car that you want? That, well, you if, got, like, if our good car is totaled, if our good car is totaled, then we need to buy two cars. And if our good car is fixable, then we just need to buy one. But we're going to get a new car. We're going to put it in the garage, and no one's allowed to touch it except for Bridget and I. And that's going to be the and rule. You, and, and you know what? I'm going to be quite honest with you. You're no prize. Exactly. With a dr- exactly. <laughs> so. and, and Bridget has totaled three or four cars in her lifetime, too. So, you know, we're talking about a potential hazard, no matter which way we go on this. Um. I, I don't remember when this was, um, but I was driving Bridget. I don't know. For whatever reason, I was driving her and she was in the passenger's seat. Um, and the car in front of me didn't go fast enough. Yeah. So she reached over yeah. and honked the horn. Yeah. Is, that's a good time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right. Right. And then the guy gets out and he, and he look, gives you a dirty look. It wasn't me. It was her. It was the fiery redhead next to me. I, I, I once uh, said, you know, in the old country, they would have taken your arm and chopped it off for that. <laughs> oh, so she's done that to you. Oh, too. yeah. She does. She's oh, done yeah. it several times. Yeah, that's not at all. That's not at all annoying. All right. Hey, we got a show. Uh, we got a show. We got to do it. Yeah, yeah, we got a ton of stuff to do right. here. Um, do you want me just to launch or do you got a little audio? I never know at this point if you're you're queued up for the, 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 the intro audio or yes, should I just go I, I can I can do it. Here we go. All right. You're listening to Minutia Men featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right. What do you got? So you're a big outdoorsman. I mean, they, we don't have to talk about that. I Me? mean, you, yeah, oh, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, big time. Uh, um, what brand of bear, bear spray do you use? Do you have a favorite bear spray? That uh, you use? Uh, yeah, I use uh, Sprayem. It's called Sprayem, Spray. Bear Sprayem. It's good stuff. Okay. So when you go <laughs> jogging, you have a yeah. can of bear spray in case. Well, why? Why do you have a Well, can I mean, of I, I do a lot of jogging in the mountains. And uh, and the bears are always in the mountains, so yeah, that's you know that's generally the way I do it. 
Well, good, because you would fit right in with uh, your new buddy would be a guy named Evan Matthews. Okay. Uh-huh. So Evan Matthews was running in the Grand Tetons, uh, you know, the National Park in Wyoming. Um, and he, I guess he does, the, he carries bear spray because, well, when he runs, there's bears, right? So he was running and, and a bear actually wouldn't say accosted him but definitely made his presence known to Evan. And I sent you some audio. You want to hear it? Yeah, play the audio. All right, here we go. Stay back. No. Got my bear spray. No. You back up. You stay there. Good bear. (laughs) All right. Uh Uh-oh. Come on, bear. Come on, bear. I don't care if you're hungry. I'm not your food. Ooh, that got him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you kind of expect him to go, you know, when you come close to me, it makes me feel disrespected. <laughs> this is my personal space. You are invading right. my personal space. Um, I have never met Evan Matthews. Uh-huh. I'm going to say douchebag. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, first of all, if you're running, if you're running somewhere and you need bear spray, don't fucking run there, right? I, I, am I am I missing something here? I'm with it's like, you. Come on, I'm with you. You know, um, and, and if you have to run, well, yeah, if you have to run there, don't be talking your way out. don't try to reason with the bear right uh, well although probably what he was doing is probably what the experts would the pundits will have you do um well it's so not, I, to me it sounded like he was talking to a dog you know like down, yeah. you know down boy down wait right, right. sit <laughs> or 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 tommy was talking to the guy he hit right. in the car <laughs> hey you, know, you by stay the way, there just so you know uh tommy was not responsible for the accident the other guy got the ticket so oh, okay. in this case, All right. so that means you have nine of the 10 accidents. Nine were your son's fault. Right. Fault, basically. Yes, exactly. All right. So anyways, when I was watching this video, it got me thinking, you know, what do you do in other dangerous animal encounters? Actually, I think Evan probably did right. He, I don't know, made himself big and yelled at the bear. I don't know. Uh, but again, I did a little research is, you know, what do you do? For instance, Rick, let's say you're in the Amazon and you encounter an anaconda. You know what an anaconda is, right? Yes, yes. Big stick. The giant well, stick. Tell me what you do. Okay, you're you're sun you're you're bathing in the the you know the rainforest or whatever, and an anaconda comes in. What do you do? Uh, squeal like a woman. Uh, no, you do that when you see a little daddy long like spider. I've I've actually been crawl into the fetus uh, position and cry. Uh, well, according to the Sage Outdoorsman Survival Guide, if you ever get into a situation with an anaconda and the anaconda starts to swallow you, okay, uh, so, okay, so uh-huh, th- uh-huh, this is uh-huh. what you do. Taking notes, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, make sure that the anaconda starts swallowing you feet first, because head first, you're a goner, and you'd just be an idiot that way. Right. So get- th- Yeah. Get, it's kind of like sliding into second base. You know, the, right. the the guys that go head first, they usually hurt their yeah. hands. They, you yeah. know, they've got all sorts of issues. Right. Slide in feet right. first. Right. Slide in the anaconda like you would. That's a very good analogy. I think okay. you could write for the Sage Outdoorsman <laughs> Survival Guide. So, but w- what they say is let the anaconda 
consume you. Don't panic. Don't thrash. Let him eat you basically until your shoulders. And then take out your knife and in an upward motion, stab him. Because evidently that's where his esophagus is. Esophagus Wait, you is. stab him Esoph- on the inside? Yes, right. You're on the inside because basically you're almost your entire body. And you stab the esophagus because that'll like create a gag reflex and he'll just spit you out. <laughs> that's what you do. Okay. okay. I'm going to try that <laughs> just to see if it works. Okay. Um, I got another one. Uh, right. I know how much you love spiders. Oh. The funnel web spider is the most dangerous spider in the world. And the venom is so toxic that it can kill a grown man in like five minutes. I mean, it's like a real badass spider. But you know what you do if you see a spider, a, a funnel spider coming at you? What? Um, you urinate on them. That's oh. what the that's what the experts say. So it's excuse me, spider. Hold on for a second while I you know <laughs> whip this out. Undo my yeah. And finally, crocodile. You're you're getting attacked by a crocodile. What do you do? Punch him in the eyes. They, they, oh my God! You really are. It is poke him in the eyes. Uh, you got to do a uh, you got to do a mo curly or Joe in the eyes. Why of, uh, yeah, the crocodile. Yeah. So okay, there you go, kids. For our listeners in the Amazon. Well, I feel bad. I feel tip. bad because I just played you the promo that said that uh, we will give you nothing of value, and this week, right? I lied. We just given you incredible right. value. We Most, might have right? saved your life because we're huge in the Amazon. Where wherever where is the Amazon rainforest? Like, is it near Costa see. Rica? No, yeah, it's South America. Okay. All right, I got a story for you. You know, this past week was 420. And that's, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know about this day, but that's a big pot, mm-hmm. that's a big pot smoker holiday. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, the well, Back in our day, back in our college days, uh, there used to be uh, something called Hash Wednesday uh, at the University of Illinois where mm-hmm. the stoners, not that you and I knew any of them, they would go out onto the quad and they would you know, smoke pot in the open. It was totally against mm-hmm. the law, but everyone kind of understood that that one day a year, it was fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's gotten a little more mainstream since then. As a matter of fact, uh, there's an article in Ad Age this week about all the different things that companies across the country are doing or have done for 420 this year to celebrate. And these are real things here, and these are actually... Pretty big companies. For instance, Ben & Jerry's. They have uh, three different, uh, let's call them flavors, for the uh, for the stoner uh, fan. And these are real ice cream flavors that you can get at Ben & Jerry's. Satisfy my bowl, <laughs> half-baked, okay. Okay. and Dave Matthews Band Magic Brownies Encore Edition. So those are real. Those are real things that yeah. Ben and Jerry did. Blue Point Brewing. That's uh, Anheuser Busch, which is it's got to be one of the most yeah. uh, conservative companies conservative, in the right. world. Um, they've got Blue Point Brewing. They launched a new limited edition beer called Legalized Wheat, which is a seven percent uh, ABV hoppy American wheat ale. It doesn't get you high, but it brings the scent of marijuana with a pineapple express terpene blend and they brought that out for 420 this year 
Jimmy John's, the sandwich makers, on Instagram and YouTube, they ran a live stream called Wake and Bake Some Bread. And what they did is they had a live stream going all day of bread baking for stoners to tune in and watch the bread baking, which I think is kind of pretty funny. That sounds sounds actually awesome. And Hotels.com, which is, you know, the travel booking platform, they they had a $200 uh, uh, coupon they were giving out towards room service for munchies, a free night in one of their hotels uh, account. And VIP gold status for late checkout to people who sent their who spent their hotel reservation confirmation to Munchie Hotels at Hotels.com. So these are real promotions that they were doing. But I've got a couple of suggestions for next next year. Okay, these are other companies. I bet these aren't real, right? These no, are these are not real. They're not real yet, but they're free. Yet, yet. They're free okay. ideas okay. for these companies. For instance, Mary Kay, right? You know okay. the uh, makeup company. Next year, Mary Jane K for a day. Nice. You sell the red eyeliner to match the bloodshot eyes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Very, very good. Ortho. Uh, you know, the uh, weed be gone. Foot. The weed be oh, gone. Okay. They give out weed be bong with every purchase. These are, again, free good. promotional ideas. Right. I've right. got a- more value. More yeah. value. This 22 minutes of no value, <laughs> complete bullshit. I'd like to get paid for these, though. <laughs> uh, Doritos, here's a free slogan. You ready? Mm-hmm. 420, Doritos, duh. It's my free slogan. <laughs> that is true. That, that is totally true. Now, uh, I just went on a kind of a rabbit hole the other day looking for um, other ways to say marijuana because um, yeah. I was going to do like a, you know, advertising campaign but i came across the dea website and found a listing of what people are calling it these days you want to hear some of these oh yeah definitely all right and there's a lot of them but i'll I'll go over them quickly all right and and you've heard of some of these and some of these are i've never heard of acapulco gold alfalfa aunt mary broccoli bud buddha burritos verdes kind of like that one bush Mm -hmm. chernobyl chronic devil's lettuce donna juana Doobie, Downtown Brown, Fatty, Fluffy, Ganja, Giggle Smoke, Giggle Weed, Gloria, Gold Leaf, Grass, Green Mercedes Benz, Hash, Hawaiian, Hay, Hemp, Herb, a Holy Grail, Homegrown, Hooch, Indian Hay, Joy Smoke, Killa, King Louie, Lime Pillows, Loco Weed, Mary Ann, Mary Jane, Mary Jones, Mary Warner, Mary Weaver, Maui Wowie, <laughs> Mowing the Lawn, Northern Lights, Owl, Pot, Puff, Purple Haze, Rainy Day Women, Reefer, Righteous Bush, Root, Rope, Skunk, Smoochy Woochie Poochie, Spliff, Sweet Lucy, Texas Tea, Wake and Bake, Weed, Yellow Submarine, and Zip. You, you know who would enjoy what that list that you just did? Who? Tommy Chong, who you can get an interview. <laughs> you can listen to an interview with Tommy Chong on the, uh, the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. That's true. Podcast. That's true. I bet he would enjoy, he would enjoy that very much. What was your favorite? That one time we smoked pot on that 420? Yeah. What was your favorite munchie go-to when you were stoned? Do you remember? Arby's. There was an Arby's across the street there on 6th Street. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. That's yeah. a pretty good pull right the, there. The Arby's, yeah. uh, the Arby's sauce. Uh, the first time I had that Arby's sauce, I was like, oh, my God, this is was this made by God? Did, did 
God, did you make this? If if I was on a desert island, and this is yeah. a we can talk about this some other time, maybe devote a whole show to it. But <laughs> if you are on a desert island and you got to pick one fast food restaurant that you can have on your desert desert island forever, uh-huh. I think I go Arby's. Not a um, bad choice. I you know, know, you can go Portillo's or Culver's or whatever because they got the big, you know, the the bigger menu. And I guess yeah. if you're on a desert island forever, then you're going to get a little bored. But there is something about that Arby's and like you say, that sauce yeah. and a bacon cheddar or a beef and cheddar. Yeah. Oh, there's and those potato cakes when you're baked um, there. Uh, but my go to is actually Chips Ahoy cookies with the cheese whiz. You know, cheese whiz, you would put like a little circle what? over, yeah, you would make, you know, you'd use the little cheese whiz on a Chips Ahoy cookie. I used to love that. Uh, John, John Lander used it. to say cheese whiz has neither. I thought <laughs> Not was bad. Pretty good line. Not bad. You can also listen to several interviews with John Landecker and his daughter on the Moonish About Celebrity Interview podcast. What about um, uh, some other shows on this uh, network? Aren't there good ones? Well... I have you been listening to Back to You lately? Um, you know that Steve Baskerville has that goofy laugh. Right. He's, it's a Chicago staple. If you lived in Chicago yeah. and you know Steve Baskerville, his TV appear, he would, he would have that kind of, I don't know, would it be maniacal maybe? It's it, kind of it, a maniacal. It's right? one of the things people love about him. Well, I don't know if you heard the last episode, um, but they, um, Steve and Howard, well, here, just play the play the audio. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like Howard and Steve may have spent a little time on Hash Wednesday, too, right? A uh, little yellow submarine, a little wake and bake, a little smoochy woochy poochy. You know, Howard, I don't know if you know this, that he kind of buddies with barack obama or at least knew barack obama i don't know how much they're really buddies and he used to be one of those basketball guys that used to play with barack obama until barack obama became president and then i think he kind of got, I think he got kind of the eve oh but you remember how barack obama would have those big big sure, basketball sure. games yeah. with, with the with david axelrod the and the, the elite yep um, so Howard and Steve, they regularly talk about great things like that. So make sure you listen to Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Just search for Radio Misfits. Uh, time for another feature on our show. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives, and the Rick and Dave archives are vast. There's a lot of stuff in there from the many interviews we've done, the things that we've written, the bits that we've created. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, Dave, it's a birthday of uh, one of our earliest guests that we had on. Do you remember Ezra Mohawk? Oh, yeah. She, um, yeah, she was the, uh, well, we found her because she did the Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, she was songs, the interjections right? lady. She did Suffering for right. Suffrage and things like that. When we had her on, we didn't realize until that we had her on that she was supposed to be in Woodstock, right? which right. is kind of an interesting story. And uh, we asked her to tell that story. And here that is. Here we go. <laughs> so let us ask you about 
the Woodstock story because you know I've seen just like a one sentence description of what happened there. You were supposed to be in Woodstock. Can you tell us how what happened that day? Oh, good. I was scheduled to play the first day, Friday, and um, we were in on the uh, uh, whole concept of Woodstock from the very beginning because uh, my manager was good friends with Michael Lang, who was the uh, who dreamed it up. It was his dream. And we all encouraged Michael, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. And so now he was doing it, and we were following him, and we were on the way. And he was um, in a car with uh, Hector Morales, and Hector was uh, the William Morris agent who had uh, hooked Michael up with all of the big acts that brought in more big acts that made it possible for Woodstock to happen. He's the unsung hero of Woodstock, Hector Morales. And... um, and then um, we were following him, and a car got in between uh, our car and their car, and we lost sight of their car. And when they turned off towards the heliport to fly into the festival, my manager just kept driving <laughs> straight and followed the masses, and we crawled our way to the uh, festival. And by the time we got there, it was night. <laughs> oh, boy. And we were running through the parking lot towards the um, stage, and it was all muddy, as everybody may recall, and I was wearing all white, and I was trying to somehow run above the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great if you could have. (laughs) And and there was the last act of the evening. Of course, we didn't know at the time it was the last act of the evening. It was Joan Baez, and she was singing the last song and the last set. And then as we were running, the lights went out, and the crowd crowd roared for for Joan. And then um, the lights stayed out. Oh, man. And that was the end of the night, and, and the lights went out on Woodstock, and the lights went out on my career. No. <laughs> you imagine that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking that you'd say, I was driving with Tommy Kempfer, and we <laughs> right. got into a car accident, and then I looked. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is a total story that would have happened to us. Exactly. Right? That, you know, uh, I swear to just, God, we were going to be on, and then... <laughs> But Rick stopped for a bake for a beef and cheesy, and we. I said, "Don't get the RB sauce. We don't need the RB sauce. We're not going to wait another thirty seconds for the RB sauce." Oh man! Well, anyway, that's uh, our this week's studio walls. We still have a lot more show. Dave and I each have another story to share with you. You'll find out who our big uh, minutia men celebrity interview is this coming week. But uh, if you tune into the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview right now, this is what you'll hear. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we talked to truly a Chicago radio legend. In the 90s, there may have not been anybody bigger than Kevin Matthews. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. On Aunt Friends, Prince Philip died. Yay! Again! Yay! We talk about Chitty Chitty Gang Bang. Yay! And forks. No! Wait, why? Spoons. Oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen to Ant Friends on Spotify, OpaiShows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Yay! I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On Back to You, Steve doesn't want you to call him if you're doing some of these things. Yeah, like walking, or eating lunch, or sitting outside with birds chirping. Be more respectful of the phone call. That's all on Back to You. <laughs> Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Rick, you know, last week we talked about how the Brits were all pissed because Prince Philip died. Not because he died, but because the BBC was preempting all their gardening shows. Right, right. yes. Um, well, there's more heartache for our Brits, for our friends uh, overseas. Um, evidently, the US, the the you know you heard about the Suez Canal block canal blockage, right? The boat, sure, yeah. You know, again, maybe Johnny Kemper was possibly <laughs> piloting the, 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 the freighter and blocked, you know, it blocked the Suez Canal. Uh-huh. Now, one of the problems, and and because it's you know the what the transport of the world goes through there. One of the crises that's hitting the UK right now is garden gnomes. There's not a there's a shortage of garden gnomes. I'm not making this up. This was it's and actually if you Google garden gnomes and Suez Canal, you get like literally hundreds of articles about how how Britain is up in arms because there's just the the, the raw materials that make garden gnomes evidently is really adversely affected because of the Suez Canal. Oh, that's a shame. Um, it is a shame, but while I was doing okay, that's a story. That's kind of fun story. But while I was doing research on this story, uh-huh. um, I, I searched gnomes, right? Um, and I stumbled up kind of a couple of kind of disconcerting things. <laughs> okay. First of all, I am not making this up either, and I'm not suggesting anybody goes on Pornhub. But if you Googled gnome porn, there are dozens of videos of of, and there's live action. There is anime. There's oh animation of some pretty interesting things that gnomes can do. Are there gr- are there girl gnomes, gnomes too, or is this uh, strictly boy on boy on boy gnome action? Well, I did not, and you may not believe me. I did not <laughs> watch any of the gnome porn. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, I I th- well, I know that gnomes have different genders, and the reason I know that is, is I'm going to. I have right in front of me the gnome name generator, okay? Uh-huh. And what you can do, um, evidently, gnomes are big in Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know. Did you ever play Dungeons and no, Dragons? No, not a single time. Well, I did. But <laughs> I still have some characters, by the way, that I could talk about at, a, at another uh, show. But there's this website you can go on to if you need help generating a name for your Dungeons and Dragons gnome. So I've got a couple questions for you, and I'm going to generate your gnome name. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. First of all, do you want your gnome to be a male or a female? I'm going to go male. Okay. Um, a rock, forest, or deep gnome? Uh, let's go rock. We got a rock, baby. Okay. Okay. Does your gnome speak ginim or ganol? Uh, let's go with that first one. Ganim or or Nim probably it's not Ganim it's not Gnome it's probably Nim okay uh, okay 
a are you a subterranean goblin a subterranean goblin gnome or an earth spirit gnome oh definitely an earth spirit gnome okay and we're recording this on on earth day so oh yeah well touche and what is your favorite drink is it ale glock or ale glen oh the glock's way better than the glen okay let me all right submit here oh it gives me five five gnome names you want to hear them sure uh norbit breckenbau like it nips nipsey nickel <laughs> nipsey nickel plenty <laughs> okay uh peanut ticklekins ticklekins yeah okay uh, pippy big noodle if you know what i'm saying uh-huh and topsy barkhide those are your wow. five gnome names. I'm going could... Nipsey Nipple something or other. What's that one? Nipsey Nickel pl- uh, uh, Nipsey Nickel Plenty. That's mine. That's see. Mine. I would have. I would have peppy. I would have. I would have picked you as a pippy big noodle. <laughs> no, definitely not. Tiny, tiny noodle. All right. So um, I have a story for you too, and and this is kind of a. Uh, I'm I'm surprised this is not a year long celebration, and probably the only reason it's not is because of covid but this year dave is the 40th anniversary of disney on ice isn't that exciting wow wow there was a big article about it Uh, they're trying to put together some sort of a a a tour in the fall hoping that uh, covid is fine and they will have a 40th anniversary celebration of disney on ice now I'm assuming that you took your kids to some Disney on ice, did you? Oh, oh God, yeah. We saw the, we saw the Prince are like breaking or not breaking, Breaking Bad on ice, uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. That would actually Breaking Bad on ice would actually be really great. Uh, uh, we did uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, we also did the Frozen on yeah. ice. I think we went easily three or four times, and every time. You bought the fourteen dollars souvenir cup and all that crap. Yeah, uh, but yes, I've definitely been there. Well, I I once took my uh, son Tommy uh, to uh, you know the car wrecker Tommy the car wrecker. Mm-hmm. I took him to Toy Story on Ice and I interviewed him after, and he was I think four years old. I'm gonna play a little clip of it because there's he he brought up maybe the most important question that you can bring up about these uh, Disney on Ice uh, things. Here we go. Okay, Tommy, why don't you tell everybody what we just saw? Toy Story on Ice. And how is Toy Story on Ice different than Toy Story the movie? It's noisy. Yeah. How else is it different? I didn't like it. You didn't like it? <laughs> well, a little bit. But but I like the part with Andy. Yeah, that's a little boy at the beginning, right? Do you like the first about 30 seconds? Is that right? Uh-huh. What did you keep asking me the whole time? Well, I don't know. You kept saying, why is it on ice? Didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think, and, that, and that really is the key question. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, why put this on ice? What is the point? Now, um, you mentioned Breaking Bad on ice, which would be great. Yeah. Um, we never had a chance to see that, but uh, I don't know if, uh, if I've told you about the fact that... Uh, we used to go to this thing called Psycho on Ice. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, I just need to find it. All right, here we go. Toy okay. Story on Ice. That's where you put it in, Tony. Because <laughs> I 
I can't find it right now. <laughs> I am Norman Bates, the one that mother hates. I never have dates, so I ice skate. Norman, get down here! I'm down in the cellar! <laughs> God, this isn't live. It'll be magical. Hey, hold on. Uh, United 245, you're clear for takeoff. Uh, can, can you see where my kids get it from on the driving thing? <laughs> clear. We have other good qualities. We have other good qualities, but these are not among them. <sighs> you know what else is good quality entertainment? What's Rick? that? What? Again, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. I think I maybe mentioned it three or four times. We yeah. interviewed stars. Yep. Big stars. Big. Tommy Chong we've yeah. interviewed, right? Yeah. Mark Cuban, Anthony Scaramucci. Yep. The San Diego Chicken we also interviewed. Uh, the drummer and just wonderful musician uh, from Yes, Alan White. And Alan White tells us a whole bunch of great stories about who uh, John Lennon and, uh, you know, playing with Yes. In fact, he tells us a lot of great things like this. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. My son is 24 years old, and one of his favorite bands in the entire world is Yes. And he, he knows the catalog from beginning to end. He's a music reviewer. He's actually reviewed the entire Yes catalog. I'm a big fan. I'm the one that introduced him to your music, but now he has surpassed me. He likes he likes you guys even more. Does he understand the lyrics now? Yes, absolutely. Well, that's very good, because quite a lot of people don't understand the lyrics. And, uh, John had a have the music lyrics that were left images in your own mind out of what he was singing about. Well, and speaking of images, your album covers are just great. What kind of drugs was the artist on, and can we get some of those? Can you mail those to us? Well, the, the start of all that was roundabout when he said, the mountains come out and stand there. Mm -hmm. And it, it was quite interesting. Uh, yeah. If you'd like to hear the entire interview, go to Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo, backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of... Manushaman. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Rick Kemper. I'm Adam Howitt. And we're the co-hosts of Free Kicks, a show about international and particularly English Premier League soccer. On an all-new Free Kicks. We discuss the abomination they call the European Super League. Plus my favorite feature, guess the Premier League star. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And because it's football, try doing it without using your hands.
The Stick to Everything podcast with Larry Hawley and Paul M. Banks. And during this program, we will stick to everything and avoid nothing as we try to inform you on topics of news, sports, pop culture, maybe even beverages. Most importantly, we hope you have a good laugh, a good cry, and maybe also even learn something while you're here. That would be a good episode. Listen to Stick to Everything on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Radio Misfits.